Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you listen to this. Welcome back to Riyadh's Basketball Talk and welcome to another episode of Riyadh's Basketball Talk. Today, we're going to be looking at something a bit different. Um, we're going to be looking at, we're going to be reflecting back on 2020 and the biggest NBA stories of 2020 and looking back at some of the 10 major events that happened in 2020 around the NBA. And then we'll be we'll be going through reflecting on reflecting on the crazy year that we had, um, and there are tons of things that we could always look back on. So before we do start on that though, uh, we could just looking over some of the scores. Washington uh, won by a narrow margin of one point against Brooklyn on the road, which was a great victory, and um, it's good to see Washington's back. Kind of, they've gained some momentum. And then Brooklyn's got a losing record now, so we'll see how that's going. Um, is it a coaching thing? Is it a player thing? We don't know. Dinwiddie's out for the season, so there's no way they're going to get him. they got to trade for someone, I'm telling you right now. Some, something in their system's not working, they got to get someone for it. Uh, we, I don't, the salary cap on that team is not the greatest. They've already spent a lot, especially on DeAndre Jordan. He's getting a massive contract. But he's healthy this year, so he's playing. So we'll see what happens. Um, other news, Jason Tatum was another game winner. Great clutch shooting there. Jalen Brown had an efficient game that game as well. Um, but I don't know. You know, one thing that I questioned, Jeremy Grant, he's got to get traded to a contending team. I don't know if Detroit's going to do that. But he's had, he's had a great season. I think teams want him on their team, especially contending teams. And they'll get all, I think Detroit will get a lot of young pieces for it. Maybe that was a strategy at Grant. We'll see what happens. Um... And then on other news, the Clippers beat the Suns, so that took out the Suns' four-game winning streak. And the Clippers got a good game from Paul George, and he wants to do that consistently. He had an off-season, so we'll see how that happens. But if they if he does end the playoffs, they're going to be a very scary team. And I'm telling you, I think that this 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 is their this is their year. They don't do it this year. There's no way that they're going to get it again. But I think this is their year. I think they have a chance to get it there. I, I could see Clippers versus Nets. Um, I think Nets is just a little dry spell. I think they'll be fine. But anyway, without further ado, let's go through the 10 biggest NBA stories of 2020. Um, 2020 won't be forgotten um, as an NBA season. A lot of unpredict- unpredictable kind of things that happen. So no order. We're just going to look at some of the 10 things. So first, we're going to start off by looking at the very unfortunate passing of Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant and other other people on the helicopter crash on January 6th, 26th. This was not an only NBA thing. It was a global thing. And it's unfortunate because Kobe was still young, uh, 41. And seven others on that county helicopter crash were also some young players, some coaches. And it was... It was very unfortunate. Um, it's hard to believe still and process that, um, that he's really not with us anymore. Kobe Bryant is going to be one of the keystones of basketball. When you, when you look at Kobe, when you look at Kobe, like he's a, he's, he's those, he's a model. He's a model of basketball. He's someone that players look up to. He's someone's shoes that people buy. He's still someone... People buy his jersey still. Um, he's 
he's crazy and um that mamba mentality the black mamba will not be forgotten i think the nba did an excellent job in tributing um he will leave a huge footprint on basketball and the world the nba hosted a great all-star game for kobe bryant um the lakers did a great job on the jerseys they did for kobe bryant I think the players were all shaken, but they played in honor of Kobe Bryant, and this was just another tragedy to add on to what happened in 2020, but Kobe Bryant's loss is huge for a basketball community in general. It's a huge loss for us. Um, He's been a transcendent athlete and there's no words to describe it. He's champion, all that. He, he, he played through injuries. Like, when he tore that Achilles, he still shot the two free throws. That's a lot. That takes a lot of courage. He, he did a... He, even what was remarkable is he scored those 60 points in his last game. I, I remember watching that game live and thinking, wow, look at that. Even though he shot very poor on efficiency that that didn't matter he still scored 60 points in an NBA game you you can't do that when you even take 100 shots that's tough especially at his age especially when he's injured and he was tired and he carried that team he willed the team for a win it was great to see he's able to do in his uh, home crowd but this was a very unfortunate tragedy for not only the NBA but for the world I think it shook the world. Because every time you shoot, you know, like, um, when you roll up a paper, scrunch it together, shoot it to the garbage, you're like, Kobe, you know? When you shoot a shot, Kobe. You know, that that's never going to go away. And people, people are always going to remember Kobe. He's someone that won't be forgotten. And he's a legend in the books for not only in basketball as a Hall of Famer, but as a person and as a model in our world today i think that his mentality doesn't just go into basketball his he had a terrific basketball skill an iq and uh nuclear athleticism and a gifted talent but that mentality could go more than basketball and i think people were able to realize that and kobe bryant is going to be missed um and the other people the eight other people alongside his daughter as well in the helicopter crash we missed it was an unfortunate tragedy to a very heartfelt year but it's unfortunate but we're gonna move on but we're gonna always remember kobe in our hearts next we're gonna move on to the passing of david stern so uh david stern was born in 1942 and sadly passed away in 2020 um he started working uh, for the league in 1978 um he became commissioner six years later um and stern he just he grew the league into an international business um he was three decades um he was he created an expansion canada um and then he also committed NBA players to play USA Basketball. Um, like the dream team. That dream team was something. 
But David Stern was great. Um, he retired in 2014. Unfortunately, he died age of 77 on New Year's Day. Um, we wouldn't have gotten where we would have gotten if it was for David Stern. Ad, uh, Adam Silver has done a great job since um, the retirement of David Stern. There's no doubt about that, especially when he had to do a tough decision on the Clippers oh, uh, ex-owner there um, with the racism issue. David Stern, David Stern did an unbelievable job. Uh, it's It's been a great... He made a business. He expanded it globally. Um, he started the expansion of Canada um, and everything. He... I think I think he's gonna be. I think a lot of people don't really appreciate what the commissioner has done as much as I think he's underrated. Um, but he he started a lot of how the NBA grew. He made that without David Stern, there'd be no NBA like the way it is now. We won't be probably seeing those international games as much. It, it it's tough. I mean, Adam Silver is doing a great job in continuously trying to produced international games obviously can't do that now with covid but he's done that previously especially the preseason games last year in japan um there was a china game which obviously led to a problem there but overall david stern created a business um a marketing um achievement for for the league um and then he 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 made it grow like obviously the players made it grow but Without him, it wouldn't be as big as it is. Uh, players wouldn't be getting paid as much because obviously it's a business. Salary cap depends on the on the team's revenue, right? So it's unfortunate what happened to David Stern. He was under he he wasn't he was underappreciated, especially by young viewers. People didn't really exactly understand David Stern's role. People didn't really care about David Stern's role. They only cared about obviously the basketball and the big players, but. He was, he was the core of it, and um, he did a great job. He was a great, he was a great man. Um, people say, oh yeah, there was that trade where he vetoed the Chris Paul and stuff. I don't. There's no confirmation of that. Obviously, like there, there's strong evidence on it. But he's done a great job, and no one is perfect. And but he's done as close as perfect as you can get. David Stern. It's unfortunate to see him go, but he lived a good life of 77. But uh, that day marked an era. Um, and the NBA, you know today, never would have existed without David Stern. And then next, we'll be moving on to Gobert's positive test, which started a well, domino effect, I guess you could say, um, of where the NBA obviously got cancelled. So... So on March 9th, uh, Utah Jazz Center Ruby Gobert rubbed his hands on the reporter's recording equipment during the media um, media availability, like when they were questioning. So taking it as a joke, you know, he took it lightly. And then two nights later, Gobert tested positive um, before the game against the Thunder. And he was the first test. And obviously that that led to cancellation of the game and then and then at 9 30 easter time they announced the suspension or a hiatus is what they called it but 
the NBA started the first suspension. Um, everything else, the NCAA, NHL, MLB followed. But Rudy Gobert, that was that was that was a joke. You you can't you can't you couldn't have taken that as a joke. Rubbing your hands around all the microphones. It's it's unprofessional. It, it's a job for you to look professional, be a model, and you, especially when you got that contract extension this year, the super max. Like it's like a top five, top six most expensive contract and he's averaged what 11 points and i agree with Shaq. like if you can if you can make that much money by averaging 11 points the league um like that should be an inspiration i i i don't get why gobert got that much money i get he would have left but that's a lot of money for a guy who created chemistry problems i'm surprised that like utah's able to go and donovan mitchell especially after he was tested positive and a few others it's unfortunate um it's it just uh, it's just unfortunate, and I'm glad that the NBA took it right away. Where they um, they they put the season they put the season in hiatus, but it's uh, it's on un- it's unfor- it was unfortunate to see. Um, it was unprofessional, but the NBA did a great job, as we know later on. Anyway, we're gonna move on to the Giannis uh, Supermax extension with the Bucks. So we've seen Vince Carter six-year extension with the Raptors in 2001. Paul George stuck with OKC in 2018. You knew he wanted to go to the Lakers, but he stuck with OKC. Obviously, we uh, we see him on the Clippers now. He's had another extension on the Clippers, saying he wants to stay there, but. He still he still signed it. They still signed it. Low market team is an OKC was low market team, not free agent value, but he still signed it. And next season he had the MVP season. So OKC thought it was worth it and they got a lot of pieces back and hopefully that would fit in well for the future, obviously. But Giannis signed this extension with a pivotal moment in the NBA because the the Bucks didn't know he signed last minute, and the Lake Anthony Davis was waiting on Giannis. The Heat were waiting without a bio, so there are all those factors that are weighing in, and the fact that those factors weighed in it was it was intense. It was a huge it was a huge deal, and um, and he prevented the major power shift in the league. And then, like there are potential suitors like the Raptors and Heat, but. He signed the 228 million supermax extension. Um, it's good for it's, it's this is great for the small market market franchises that players will stay because of the finance uh, because of their salaries that they'll get. It's good to see that they will get uh, they will stay with the low market teams that they were drafted by. Um, you saw that I guess you saw that with uh, Rudy Gobert as well because you know that it's rare to see players stay with teams so long, but. We don't we don't know what's exactly gonna happen. Like the Bucks, how many years they have left, really? And Giannis is athletic, but very athletic. But in the playoffs, he's shown that it's it's a tougher road than the regular season, a lot tougher. So we're gonna have to see what goes on in that sense later. But Giannis signed that extension, really pivotal moment. I think it was a good thing for the NBA in general. It kept the NBA competitive. This year is going to be great. Like the bubble was amazing. Um, this year, 
is going to be great, I think, with matchups. Um, people talk about who's going to win 50 games. Who's, is anyone going to win 50 games? That, that's even my, that's my question. You're like, who's going to win 50 games? I'm, I'm asking if, um, is anyone going to win 50 games? Like, is 50 games even on the table? But we'll see. But anyway, we're going to move on to LeBron leads Lakers to the, to the 17th title. Um, obviously, we're in the bubble. Um, and obviously, there weren't any fans. There were some players that didn't play. I mean, Avery Bradley didn't play for that team even. Um, and the Lakers got Waiters and Smith, but not the biggest acquisitions. But still, the Lakers won it in a tough battle. They, they were able to get Dwight, Dwight Howard, LeBron, AD. They all, they all showed up. Um... Well, it's great to see that um, LeBron and AD were able to pull it out in six games against the Heat, the surprising Heat team, obviously, in which we we don't expect the Heat to do what they what they did last time. But it's it's good to see it's good to see the Lakers win. The, the LeBron averaged almost thirty points, almost twelve rebounds, and eight point five assists in the finals. Great stats, and definitely Finals MVP. I mean, people were talking about like. I picked the Clippers to win last year, for sure. But that bubble obviously screwed screwed up. Um, Harold wasn't in shape. Lou Williams wasn't in shape. Shamit didn't look good out there. Reggie Jackson, I don't even know where he was. And then Paul George hitting the side of the backboard against Denver in a game seven in a very close game in the fourth quarter. So the, all these factors came in. And uh, so it is. it was the bubble. There was a bubble, but the Lakers had a good run. And um, they they tied Boston most uh, championships, um, and LeBron James obviously uh, became the first player to win a Finals MVP with three different teams. So good for the legacy of LeBron. He needed this chip, obviously. He needed it, um, especially if he wants to catch Michael Jordan, which is tough. But it's possible he has a lot more um, endurance than MJ did. I would say, especially since LeBron James is a lot more built, he spends so much time and money and commitment on uh, keeping his body healthy and maintaining it at a high level so that he could play for a longer duration of his career and play to the end of his career. Because we got to face it, he's near the end of his career, but he's still playing MVP caliber. But that crown, King LeBron, is going to be taken somewhere else soon. And I could see that going to Kevin Durant if he's back 100%, which doesn't look like it so far. But if, they sealed, if the if the Achilles didn't happen 100%, uh, Durant would have been first. But now we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, it's good to see. Um, but yeah, so the Lakers winning their 17 chip. Great to see. Great for the NBA. Even though their views went completely down, even when the Lakers were in the finals. So... It was it was good better to see like the Lakers than any other team, to be honest. So anyway, we're gonna move on to well, the bubble. The NBA bubble. What the NBA did after the hiatus was spectacular. They did something that I don't I don't I don't I don't think any other league could have pulled off. This was amazing. It was exciting basketball. It was good basketball. We played. We saw a great playoff basketball. Those first 
the eight games of the season before the playoffs, they're all right. Um, all teams didn't play only Portland fought. But other than that, it was great basketball. Playoffs were great. It was great. It was great quality, excitement, great matchups. I thought it was a great bubble. Except for some of the first round matches. But that was great. Like, I think the Milwaukee and Orlando was a bit shaky. Um, Lakers and Portland wasn't the best, really, to be honest. But, but like, um, and then the Raptors and Nets, that was one of them for sure. But other than that, there were good matchups, I thought. And I thought teams played great. Uh, there was great basketball being played all around. Um, the Philadelphia and Boston series, it was sweet, but still, not all of them were blowouts. It was kind of close games, so it was good basketball. It was unfortunate Philadelphia, but they didn't end. They're, they're back at it, and they're, I think Daryl Morrill did a good job, and then you got Doc Rivers. I think, I think the team's looking on a better side. But, uh, but yeah, so it's great to see. Um, it was, they opened up the bubble as well after a while, so... That was good. Um, and then it was in Disney World. In Disney World. That was... Um, that was that was great. Disney World. So players were able to at least get... some A bit more than just staying at a typical hotel. Not being able to go out. Disney World was their bubble. Which is not a bad bubble, I would say. But obviously their family was had to come a bit later. And then you had a few close friends that were able to come. Or family yeah, that were able to come later. But... Um, the bubble was great, and apparently, the league saved 1.5 billion in revenue. Even though their views were completely down in the finals and all that, which is understandable because everything else was going on as well. But the bubble was amazing, and I, the way, the way they implemented that, I, it, it, it was speechless. It was kind of speechless. I, I didn't think the NBA would pull something like that off. I thought it was great. Um, and of course, the food in the start, it wasn't the best, but then they started to open things up. They started to, spy, they started to make it better. They continued to improve, and which, is, which is great to see. So, the bubble, great job, Adam Silver, um, especially for unpredictable time and unseen time in human history, especially, well, especially in sports history. So, and then the NBA was first to do it, something creative, something new. So... That was great, but anyway, this is also this is this is another story, but it was it was in the bubble. Um, it was about this. This all comes in with the kind of the social injustice um, that's gone on around America and that went on kind of around the world after the George uh, after the uh, murder of George Floyd by the cops. Um, so the protests, riots, um, global even protests, but. The, their players, they boycotted. They boycotted the games. Um, the first one was um, the Bucks players opted out, opted out um, to play game five. And then after that, all other teams stopped. And after that, other leagues also stopped and, and like playing the game. But after that, there was a discussion on whether or not they'd even play out the rest of the bubble. And of course, the NBA had to tell the Players Association um, that they kind of, if they don't continue, players' style will be cut because they can't exactly continue the NBA with this. This wasn't this wasn't part of the deal, so it was hard. 
So the clip, like the Clippers and Lakers, voted out to not even play the rest of it, but ended up. But it was a tough time for players to even realize. Like I remember when I listened to Doc Rivers, um, Doc Rivers' uh, press conference. It was emotional. It was. It's tough to see that kind of thing happen to people. I. It's. It's really on. It was super unfortunate, and this was just awful for the country. Around the world, and the this protest was in response to uh, Jacob Blake, but it, it that was the cherry on top to everything else that was going on. The court, um, the court of Black Lives Matter, they were able to kneel during the anthem. The NBA supported all these Black Lives Matter movements before this uh, this um, this boycott, which was great. The NBA supported a good cause. For media, maybe not the best, but they supported a good cause. They supported the right cause. So overall, I think it was good for the NBA, but it was uh, it was it was something new, something new and different, and it was unfortunate to see because it was because of something bad. It was social injustice around around America. And next, we're gonna move on to something that we all enjoyed watching. I think. I think non-basketball players and viewers watch this. So if you don't really, if you're not a huge basketball fan, I think they still watch this. It was motivational, and it was motivational, but it was also interesting. It was the Last Dance, um, and they, it was it was about the Michael Jordan. It was Michael Jordan, the Bulls, their dynasty. Um, and then it was the they talked they went through the 1997-98 Chicago Bulls. And it was great. They got to, um, they also had footage of behind the scenes of Rodman, Pippen, Phil Jackson, um, and then Jordan trying to chase the sixth title. Um, and then, yeah, so it was like a weekly program, um, which went on for a while. Um, and they had 10 episodes, which attracted around 5.6 million viewers. It's, uh, most the most watched ESPN documentary ever, and it was on it was on Netflix. It was streaming all around. It was great. I think fans enjoyed it. They were able to see the behind the scenes on how it wasn't just a little breeze just to win their sixth chip. There were problems before, um, especially in the start of the season. And there's Scottie Pippen's discontent, Dennis Rodman's wild parting, and uh, Phil Jackson's contract issue. So it was great. It was good to see and good to hear players' opinions and uh, what they what they were going through at the time and hearing it now because it's so many years in the past. But it was something that was a legacy, and I wasn't born at the time. But it was something that we we enjoyed uh, watching because it was uh, this 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 marked history. And Michael Jordan's obviously the best, well, arguably the best of all time. So we'll look at that, but. Anyway, the next two are not big, huge stories. They're probably one of the least biggest stories, but they take a turn to NBA, and this will take this. One of these will take a turn to NBA if it happens, um, and most probably it will. There are so many predictions and rumors on it because there's nothing official coming out, and it's being a bit delayed. It's like that will be off season, um, but Harden wanting out, um, James Harden. Was is one of the best scores in the NBA of all time, even people could say. And um, they lost Dan Tony, they lost Maury, and Russell Westbrook's gone. 
I don't I don't think Harden was too happy and he showed that he wasn't too happy. He demanded his trade and um and he said the teams he wanted to go to and he had a sort of a quote unquote wish list, so you can say. But and then he turned he showed his displeasure by um showing to training camp late and being spotted partying in Vegas, Atlanta. Um But I I don't I blame Harden in the sense that you gotta show up and do your job. And you you really gotta do your job. But if you're Houston, how would you upset your best player that badly? Like I think one thing that they didn't do was they didn't consult Harden, their best player, and the player that they need to fit in the most with as a coaching with a coach for a system. They they didn't talk to Harden about hiring the coach, especially that red coach. They they hired him pretty quickly. I thought, and you can't do that, because you have the GM, as Chris Moose says it, but you have LeBron James, you know LeBron James is making decisions, and he's helping out, and he, he's included in conversations, Russell West, and star players on teams are, that's the way it works, because you want to make, you want to make sure the star players stay, and that's why they did with Giannis as well, probably, um, it's going to be a blockbuster trade, and that trade would shake up the entire league, and if he stays in Houston, He's definitely going to get traded at some point. There's no way he's going to stay on that team forever. He still has some contract left, but he's going he's gonna to be gone. Um, and I think he's going to be gone this season. It's only a matter of time of which team. And can't wait until, can't wait until we see how the NBA is going to be affected from this. Because it's probably going to be a huge, huge, um, huge dramatic change and shift. And next, finally, um, as this is a look to the future, and um, this is from the historic performance from the Nuggets, the, the resilience of the Nuggets. Um, before the 2020 postseason, only 11 teams had overcome a 3-1 series def- deflict in NBA history. The last time there was a 3-1 deflict that team won was LeBron and the Cavs in 2016. Um, and just winning three playoff games is crazy and winning three in a row after losing three already is pretty is pretty great and Nuggets did that twice they won three in a row in two series in a row first against Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz uh, Mike Conley didn't even play the first game after he played but Donovan wasn't playing it's unfortunate because he, he scored a quiet 20 points per game on that team which is insane but Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray, that was one of the best. That was a huge, great duel. That was amazing. Um, and then it was that game five was very close. And then Utah just couldn't pull it out. And then game seven, it was unfortunate to see. Because Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray, they, that was amazing to watch. If you haven't watched that series, you guys got to watch that series. Watch the full games. Watch the full, watch every single game and watch them fall. It was amazing. Basketball was great to see. Even though some of the games were blowouts. But some of the, I think, I would, look, I would say game one was great. Game two, and then game five, game six, game seven, watch those. This, this Nuggets team is scary. That, that's what pretty much it is. Um, and, and then after they beat the Clippers, the Clippers after down 3-1. That was led by Jokic, but Jamal Murray also played great. They, Jamal Murray showed off in the bubble. That's why, obviously, he was ranked pretty, um, pretty good in the rankings, but... 
the Nuggets are a scary team. That's that's what the bubble the bubble showcased the Nuggets future, the scariness of Michael Porter Jr. His emergence. Um, one thing that they did lose was Jeremy Grant, but hopefully though, hopefully the development of the younger stars will cover up for Jeremy Grant's impact. But other than that, Denver is a very up and coming, young, rising team. And they're going to be scary to watch next year. Even though they haven't got off to the greatest start, they're going to be, I think they're going to pick it up and they're going to be scary. They're going to be really scary. But anyway, those were the, probably, there was like the 10 big stories I want to go over and reflect back to 2020 around the NBA. We went over tragedy, went over great accomplishments, we went over unique accomplishments. Um, I think the most, I think, I think, I think all of them were crazy because a lot of things just it's crazy to see. But um, I think the the tragedy of Kobe, um, the passing of David Stern, marking the end of an era. Um, I think was was the worst part of it, because after the pan like the pandemic affected us dearly, but we're able to recover from it and. We're recovering from it right now. And we're fighting through it. And there's still a chance for us to get back to normal life. But there's no chance of us getting back Kobe and David Stern. And I think people are going to miss that. Um, those, those guys were inspirational um, pieces towards the NBA itself. And they've left a footprint for people to follow, a footprint for people to be inspired by. And I think those guys were huge keystones into the NBA overall, in basketball, globally. But thank you so much for listening to uh, this podcast, a little reflection on 2020. Um, And then hopefully you guys have a great Uh, morning day afternoon evening wherever you guys and whenever you guys are listening to this and then i'll see you next time for another episode anyway see you